0: hi everyone welcome back to episode 77 of casual watch talk you're joined by sam and chris chris how have you been
1: ah pretty good coming in in high definition today so
0: yes yeah it looks great that new camera pretty good yeah yeah
1: you know stepping up a little bit for our audio listeners oh wait (laughs)
0: we're we're doing some little improvements because we're definitely going to be doing more content we're certainly thinking about doing a live stream i was just on another episode with a shout out to miguel and p ross over at socal watch reviews so i was on their podcast check theirs out they've got they've had some great guests on recently adrian at bark and jack and a few others yeah
1: i felt uh i felt my uh My video game, I I had the the old webcam, I felt uh, a little 2019, (laughs) so time to step it up a little bit, Uh, it's all good.
0: The last upload we did was about Tudor, but we were kindly joined by Justin, who was a Rolex AD, but the time before that, chronology-wise, for us was, we talked about the Timepiece Gentleman. Now, some of you might be coming back to see, I think, our opinions on that, because in that last week to 10 days, Chris, a lot happened, didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was busy. It was busy in the uh, Reddit watches drama section of the of the news.
0: Yeah, I think to be fair, we on a- we kind of called it, didn't we? In our last show, we called what what would happen because at that time we made the show. Mm-hmm. There was still a lot of speculation about did they run off with the money?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. still
0: there was still this criminal element to it, but I think both yeah. you and I agreed that this would be not a very yeah. clever crime yeah, I, to have committed. I have
1: to yeah, I have to give it to you, Sam. You definitely, you know, you kind of you you uh sort of early defended that and said this is this is just publicity. There's nobody's run off with money, that sort of thing. And uh yeah, you had the correct take. Uh you you convinced me as that as that show went on. And uh here we are and uh we'll do a quick follow up.
0: Yeah, we'll do it we'll do a quick follow up. I know some people especially if you've been following it there's been a ton of content as always our shows are chaptered so if you want to skip this bit we're going to get it out of the way at the start just a brief update on what happened and then we're going to go into a few news stories so just use the chapter markers at the bottom in the description if you're wanting to skip this if you've heard enough about the timepiece gentlemen we're also going to talk about Jody and just one more watch as well earlier on in the show because a lot happened there it was there was like more watch drama the last two weeks, wasn't right? there, Chris, than well, in the last three years.
1: Yeah, I know. I feel like we're uh, sort of creating, creating. I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the community has been creating the show for at least the last three weeks. So we'll touch on that and then we'll uh, get back to the regular stuff.
0: Long story short with the timepiece, Gentleman. Gentlemen, if anybody's not familiar, if you're still wondering, well, why was there all this drama? Long story short, Timepiece Gentleman was a, is a successful YouTube channel. They were also grey market dealers, dealing in high-end luxury watches, particular Rolex. They had a very successful Instagram account, which kind of started them off. And then what happened was they went dark for a week. They stopped responding to messages, phone calls, and a lot of people were speculating what had happened. There was a news story indicating that there might have been something nefarious, some criminal activity. They ran off with the watches. So everybody was concerned, well, is this criminal back and forth? Anyway, after a almost an exact week, they came back on with a, a video that wasn't quite an apology video. this was mm-hmm. a this is what we've been doing yeah, for the last: An week.
1: explanation video, yeah, where they basically explained that it was a publicity stunt and get everybody talking, which they certainly did, uh, but as you know, as we'll go here. It felt uh, felt a little crass.
0: I think the premise was this was not only a publicity stunt, but they coined it as if it was a social experiment. Right. Well, this is what happens when you go dark. The Internet is very quick to jump on you. And then they have this um, narrative around that they actually what they've been doing is charity work. Which is very honourable. Like any work that's done for a charity, any money that's raised for a charity. It came across in the upload whether the intention was there or not was, Well, while you were all talking about us and speculating (laughs) and trolling (laughs) us, we were actually doing charity work and I think the intention of the upload was totally lost because I don't know what you were viewing it was, Chris. The
1: first thing that popped into my mind was um when you want to find out who your real friends are, so you divorce your wife and you leave your kids and you're like, you're a real friend. I mean, like, no one does that. But that's, that's kind of the move here, you know, that was just like, we're just going to leave you guys and we're going to see who our real you know, real people are that kind of thing, and it's just this like, and it just makes everybody. It does the same thing. It just makes everybody uncomfortable. Do I have to go over to Dad's house? Can I, you know, can I still, can I still call? I mean, like, are they, is it going to get weird if I ask both of them to dinner? <laughs> you know, so
0: yeah, you make a great point there. That's how it came across. Whether the intention was there or not, that's exactly how it came across. And also the charity angle, the it left some people feeling very weird about it. And there was, there was a couple of weird things about it. They basically went to different charities during different days of the week. It seemed like that was an afterthought that they mm. realized that there was some back. I'm speculating here. They filmed a lot of things where they turned up to a charity. I'm paraphrasing this video because they took it down, which was also another thing that we need to talk about. But they went to a charity where the people that worked there were quite surprised that they were there. And they'd actually yeah. filmed that. Then they had a really awkward part in the video where Anthony was on the phone to his bank and the bank had actually frozen the Gentleman Timepiece's account and Hmm. he was back and forth with him. And the narrative on the video led you to believe that somebody at the bank had watched this video and Hmm. believed that that there was some, or, or they'd seen it on the Dallas local news and that's how the account had been shut down but there's a guy Strange. who is a business analyst on and just let me show you this chris he, he, there's a there's a youtuber i'm going to plug this guy for a second Noel B. Uh, he does a accountancy channel and he talked through their from he's a cpa and he talked through everything that they shared on their channel about their business he yeah. pointed out as well as a couple of other youtubers chris is that Bank will not freeze your account based on something that's on social media because yeah, who at the end of the be, day watches yeah. it? I would
1: be terrified if that was the case because you could just have, you could make some speculation, you could comment or whatever that, you know, gets the internet all riled up. And then, and then your banker's like, yeah, shut them off. Chris, you run a business, don't you? So you've yeah, got yeah, business bank business, accounts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, and I, I don't, I mean, again, yeah, like they are, uh, yeah, they're ready to help you, but like, I feel like the connection there between anything that you did publicly, like you, like I, you'd have to really, I, I can't even imagine what I'd have to do publicly, short of, you know, maybe maybe this news story, like this uh, with lawyers and stuff, but but again, uh, you'd someone would have to make the connection that like, oh, okay, this is this person, and we have, and they are having a like m- banks, most banks don't care. I mean, yes, he he probably has a a bigger. Uh, footprint, much bigger footprint than I'm. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be uh, putting into a bank. But uh, but even then, I you know uh, you, you talk about you know big banks where just millions of dollars coming and going, millions of uh, companies and accounts and everything. Like I, I just don't see someone stopping and being like, oh wait, yeah, he has an account with us. You know, it, it's very strange
0: about the the closing of the bank account so say it did say say they did close the account in the upload that the timepiece gentleman had done they made it appear that they needed it unfrozen as there was a wire transfer coming in from an investor and a couple of youtubers pointed out that look a bank might freeze your account but they're not going to stop money coming in they stop <laughs> yeah, it going yeah, out exactly. yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's kind of true so there was a couple of
0: other missteps in that video one thing that people pointed out which I, I didn't really notice. It was he was wearing that Richard Mill the whole time. Okay, you're talking about this charity. You're wearing a watch on your wrist that could right. probably run a charity for right. a year. Right. I mean, or, or yeah. two hundred thousand dollars is yeah. not that he should do. I mean, you know, that's part of their business yeah. expenses. But it was it was one of those things where it was like, oh, you we're gonna we're gonna donate these watches and all of this and our time. But we've seen them spend $17,000 on a meal. They implied that the charity, they were trying to do some good with their social media, but they'd already proved this point because derby, their videographer, who had a friend that was in dire need of a kidney transplant, I think, and needed money for medical expenses, people had already... uh, He had mobilized his fans and they'd raised a lot of money towards that. So Mm -hmm. he didn't need to do a... He didn't need to do a stunt to get his viewers, which I'm one, I mean, full disclosure, you know, we've reached out to him a couple yep. of times to ask him to come on for an interview. I, I was a fan of their, cha- a big fan of their channel. I watched every mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. flamboyant thing. I just took that in its stride. So they, they could mobilize their followers already to do in inc- mm-hmm. to do good for charity. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do a, well, we went dark and um, mm-hmm. you were all talking, you were all talking about us. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll bleep that bit out. You were all talking about us, another bleep, that (laughs) you, but we were doing this charity while you were all talking about us, we were doing charity. So shame on you for not trusting us. But most of us did trust it. Chris and I, we never threw shade on them. In fact, we said, be careful whose grave you're pissing on, because if this is a publicity stunt, you know, Archie, Mm. Christmas Mm -hmm. for Archie Luxury. That's right. Yeah. Bringing it up to the current day, three things happened that were interesting. One, in that video, they made a big song and dance about how their comeback video was not, in fact, that one, but they were going to be on Producer Michael's channel. Producer Michael, obviously, a huge content creator mm-hmm. uh, in the luxury, the luxury space, and there were sort of rumors around, is, is Producer Michael one of their investors and so on? But then Producer Michael, as soon as that video came out, he... He kind of disowned them really. he said that mm. they said everything they wanted to in that video. He obviously saw the like versus dislike ratio was was crazy and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so that was an interesting thing, so that kind of cut that avenue off. then they were heavily in the video they were heavily praising Roman and Paul thought they were saying, "Oh we know Roman had our back and all all of this stuff and mm-hmm. and roman was roman was not he he wasn't defending them he was like this is what i think i've known them they're on the level this is what i think right i'm waiting like everybody else in the video the one video that he did but they yeah. made it sound like oh rome we know roman's proved to us that he's our mm-hmm. our friend do you see, i don't know if you saw that actually yeah i actually video. saw that
1: one yeah i did see the roman video you know he was honest and it's you know he's like i'm not gonna shut these guys down or anything you know he's like i'm not gonna you know stop you know but he just he just you know he he had that Felt embarrassed, right?
0: And uh, Paul Thorpe as well, who was a, a big supporter of theirs, he's help, He's tried to help Anthony on a number of occasions, he was saying. But Paul Thorpe released a video saying that he was in a very... That it put him in a very diff- difficult moral Correct. position because he didn't agree with what they did, but they made it sound like in the video Yeah, that he was on board. You can tell when Paul Thorpe is approaching a difficult subject because those are the ones where he scripts them. So he's very careful about what he says. He doesn't he doesn't freestyle those ones. I've always been a fan of Paul Thorpe. I think he needed to do this video, but you could tell he
1: didn't want to do it. So here here we are right now with the final I'm sorry video. Yeah so A little, so what did uh, you a little think apology about? YouTube. A little a little uh yeah I mean so it seems genuine unfortunately youtube being youtube as a as a thing as a network as a medium uh youtube has a sort of apology video style already like this is already a thing so so with the stunt and with the awkwardness with the missteps with the charity and with the missteps with other people and like saying you know like well you know we knew who our friends are and these sorts of things to then come out and apologize you know it it does seem genuine he you know he, he says i'm sorry a bunch of times and kind of kind of steps through it um but it's uh it's tough to come back stuff to stuff to undo what is done so he these guys are just gonna have to lie low or or they're just gonna have to do their show and it's just gonna have to be you know this this we want to we want to be genuine and 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 do this cool show and show you what the inside of like you know expensive gray market watch dealer does every day that sort of thing i tend to feel like it's it's going to be kind of a Dennis Rodman where there'll be something else next and i don't want it to happen but i i feel like it's going to be the next like like what's the next drama going to happen like can we outdo our drama the first time so i don't so they just need to chill and uh and and put out great content for you know a while before they're going to see their viewers come back and sort of start to just let the past be the past
0: i totally agree with you i think he was genuine in that upload. He was constant eye contact. It wasn't scripted. He was obviously using very strong language when referring to himself. They kind of bit the hand that fed them. Mm. They they built their brand on social media and from Mm -hmm. being open. And then they bit it to say, well, you guys are all spending too much time on social media. I believe he was genuine. I agree. They have to lay low now and they just have to start making decent content. Mm-hmm. probably never mention this again um, mm-hmm. unless they're directly asked by it. Yeah. They just need to. It's not... They can't... I question whether they can come back from it, but I don't think that this is a, as egregious as Horology House, for example, no, where no. the guy at Horology House yeah. can never yeah. Yeah. do a YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. Again. There's
1: no apology that he could make. He stole from people. <laughs> That's a different... That is, like, completely a different level. In this case, we have some missteps... We have some oh, who's your real friends, social drama, I get it, um but yeah, it it backfired and and you know the 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 you know we we talk about audience in in watches and we mention this many times where we're like we're just you know we're 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 talking about wristwatches well it's such a small group of us it's a tiny group of us so to have 100,000 views on this like apology video like you know it's it's you're not going to see the numbers of like some other crazy thing like you know Sam and our, you know pizza making channel which uh, which we'll have to yeah. that's <laughs> we'll have how, to yeah start. We,
0: we, Thanks for all the feedback on my uh, my throwaway comment. Me and Chris are uh, currently looking for pizza oven premises.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I wish them all the best. I, I do worry whether they can come back from it. If I'm being totally honest, I worry whether they can come back from it. Mm-hmm. And not because of what the YouTubers think. Right. Because of the relationships that they had within the industry mm-hmm. and the fact that they my view is that they embarrassed a couple of their biggest supporters i i worry yeah. whether they if, can
1: if yeah if i had any if i was a dealer and i had anything to do with social and youtube and and they asked me to do a collaboration i would definitely think twice because i would you know i would be like am i associating with something here um it, you know not not you know nothing nothing nefarious but just like is it going to be inferred yeah, so
0: yeah, absolutely. So guys, that was, if, if you're interested, if you're wanting to talk about this more, join us over on the Facebook group. We'll continue the conversation on there. Unless there's something monumental that happens, this will be the last video that Chris and I do. We might as well move over to another thing that was a lot more, I think, troubling, certainly for mm. like creators, Chris, like you and I was the jody situation yeah
1: so last week um uh jody's channel just one more watch was wiped off youtube and and just completely not there video is not available and we're you know this is uh terrifying for for those of us that make and produce content for for any platform to just because you get these platforms and they just they just they decide and whether it's a copyright violation or you know what you know somebody says something you know that they just the algorithm finds or someone higher up just says you know oh well this is infringes something so we're just going to take this off so uh i saw the instagram post where jody was basically like showing the your channel is gone youtube which is again terrifying but you know um and so then he sort of alluded in that post that like that he was like reported or the 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 actual reason why was for a a, um, a copyright, um, not a copyright, was it counterfeit. A, a counterfeit, a counterfeit violation, a counterfeit violation. Right. So something was like counterfeit on his channel. Now, um, uh, a couple days went by, I think it was only down for like one and a half days, maybe I think it was the next day. He got a hold of a bunch of YouTube, you know, a bunch of YouTube folks. He didn't have a direct contact with YouTube. Um, And so through the through the community, again, the small community, like we we know each other. We talk to each other. So it's like someone had had contacted YouTube and got a hold of them. And then Jody had crafted a response. He was very smart about this to not say, well, you know, give this back to me because I I deserve it, or anything like yeah, that. Outraged.
0: Yeah, he wasn't outraged.
1: He was really smart to say, I think this is why this happened. Here is why uh it's it's not the case, and sort of build a case up. So many times, you know, you'll you'll see people get into um these not not necessarily legal, but like where decisions need to be made. And like, they need data. They need to know wh- why, you know, why did this happen? And, and why do you think you didn't deserve this or you did deserve, you know, this, these sorts of things. So he drafted a response. And then, like I said, I think it was a day and a half later, his channel was back up and I watched his whole, hey, I'm back video. Um, and something, Sam, that you and I were kind of, we had... uh speculated maybe that that was again kind of dangerous territory which is he had a couple of videos comparing the super fakes to the to the real watches so i know he had a rolex one that was pretty old and then he had the current i don't i think he did that maybe 4 or 5 months ago that omega that he did and he specifically called out in in, in his i'm back video those two And I, I'm glad he called him out because I, I completely agree that that's a, that's a situation where, you know, you can say close, you know, professional driver on closed course, right? But if I have video of me doing 145 on the interstate from yesterday, some, some attorney, some state you know, prosecutor needs to arrest me because <laughs> that's like you can't just you can't just say like, oh, guys, like you, you know, you shouldn't buy this because it's a, a fake. But also here's how amazing it is. And like this whole thing. So I I he I'm really glad that he he pointed this out.
0: This was one of those situations where we had inadvertently predicted it because we were talking about a- another subject. So this was one of those things where it was one of those. We wish we hadn't been right about this. But mm. our feeling, uh, uh, certainly mine was, and a big shout out to Ben from Ben's Watch Club, who actually alerted me to the, one of my videos that was a, I got a, a, compared a fake Seiko against a real one. Seiko don't care. Um, right, right. But a couple of things that I, I want to point out about this is A, this isn't, this is somebody, manually reporting Jody. This isn't mm-hmm. YouTube. YouTube couldn't care less mm-hmm. about watch mm-hmm. YouTubers. It, we don't get a... It's Prime. You can see that because they, A, don't promote some of the best channels. They, mm-hmm. they don't know. It's an algorithm that's making a decision. Somebody is going in and manually reporting these mm-hmm. YouTubers. It happened with the Time Teller. He had a couple of his videos removed. And mm-hmm. there's a couple of other people that have gone, And the reason that YouTube is taking them down, I think to your earlier point, Chris, YouTube's thing is display of counterfeit items. They Mm -hmm. aren't morally making a judgment. They don't care what the intent is. So Mm -hmm. you can't say, well, I showed this fake so other people don't get fooled. Or I showed this fake because it was so good. They don't make a moral judgment on the fact that you have shown a fake on the channel is what the issue is, not the intent right so yeah i mean jody managed to rally some some much bigger youtubers who actually got a human like you said chris a human to make yeah. a yeah a judgment call on it i'm guessing that jody took these these videos down they were getting silly these fake versus real yeah. videos because yeah. i felt like you know fake watches were always a bit tongue-in-cheek weren't they mm-hmm. i mean the amount of I mean, you know, Chris and I grew up in the '80s. The amount of detective films that were <laughs> right. in the '80s, where somebody's like, "Oh, I've got yeah. a fake Rolex," yeah, and it exactly. falls to bits. It the was old, a joke.
1: Uh, yeah, the old raincoat trope with the with the fake watches.
0: <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. It was all. It was all. It was all a joke. Oh, a fake Rolex will just fall to bits and stuff like that. Now you bring that up to modern days, and a YouTuber, their intentions. Were, you know, Jody's intentions were were solid. He was saying, "Don't buy this," but then, but then he's showing like. Oh my this is a Rolex that only an expert, only an expert who has handled a thousand of these would know that it's a fake.
1: Yeah, like that Omega video, he had a that macro shot, like that's 1080p macro. It was all dial on a on my 40 plus inch television and it was just like and like look at how you know look at this style versus this style and yeah we've we've definitely said that i've said it definitely which is like you see enough of that and and there's a little you know there's a little demon in the back here and you're like hey you could you could maybe pick one of those up you know like how bad would it be like no one would know no one no one would know no one would know you know and just just don't go down that road just don't go down the road just it's it's because you know and i i uh you know i think he i think he handled it well but it was definitely a good or not a good but it was it was definitely a uh uh, uh gut check of everybody out there who's got who's 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 making content like this
0: jody's making some great content this is his livelihood at the moment probably going to get comments to the effect of well he was telling everyone how how they shouldn't buy it and how there is no moral judgment in terms of the YouTube's terms of services. It, the the displaying of counterfeit items is what the issue is, not the intent of why you're showing it. And I I think that's, I I think it's probably is a, a wake up call for a lot of other, because that content did really well. It was a, it was a drama style content, similar to the what we've been talking about, timepiece gentleman, really. So, but anyway, just wanted to clear up that that t- bit of thing. We wish Jody luck. He's v- very uh, invited on our channel. I re- I reached out to him at the time. He replied back and thanked Chris and I for reaching out to him when his um when his channel was down. We said, please come on, and we'll we'll help you rebuild if that's what you are. Luckily, his channel got reinstated. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. so sure. those are the two bit of uh, watch dramas. So let's um let's dive into a bit more of the regular show. And we've got a couple of new stories we want to talk about, but Chris, we haven't done a watch obsessions for ages, Well, let's do a watch obsessions and then we'll do a, we'll do a quick hit or miss, shall we? And then we've got a one or two stories after that.
1: Uh, so my watch obsession this week was my good friend, Sam sent over the link to a Christopher Ward sale. And I fell into that website hard and, you know, uh, so, so total sideline. I had, uh, I just uh, gotten a, uh, I popped a tire. I got a flat on my wife's electric car and basically had to go to the, you know, like it was on the highway, like slash two tires. I think we talked about this, but uh, so already hit the wallet for a full set of tires. And like here I'm like browsing, I'm like, uh, yeah. So I had another look at that, uh, that blue uh, C65 chronograph with the blue and red subdial and ah uh, so good so good but uh all, I, so my obsession was uh was kind of everything on christopher ward they've got uh every color they've got a bunch of colors of the sapphires now that are great they've got the compressor the super compressor that we've talked about that's great i'm uh i'm, I'm close i'm close but yeah definitely a good obsession for me this week
0: Oh, absolutely. And I managed to snag a Christopher Ward. I won't talk about it yet, um, ah, nice. but I managed to I managed to get one. So it's being delivered tomorrow, but that sale they did. If you're, I would highly recommend if you're, if you like the look of Christopher Ward, sign up to their mailing list. It's called the VIP list. It, it, it's no, there's no membership involved or VIP status. It's not because I run a YouTube channel that I got like a VIP emails from them. Sign up for it because not only did they send a voucher that is usually $125 off a watch, they do that incredible sale. But this, what they did is they emailed everyone on the VIP list a 24-hour preview of the sale. And the sale was... The, not only was it old stock watches, but it was returns. So I managed mm. to snag a watch that had been returned because they have that great 60-60 warranty where you yeah. can return it within 60 days. Yeah. So I managed to snag a watch. that I'm going to wait until it arrives and then I'll give a first impressions to make sure that it's it lives up to it. But nice. what an incredible sale that they yeah, did. And their watches, some of the best know, value Swiss watches you'll get.
1: Yeah, they're doing great.
0: Well, as a little Christopher Ward plug, uh, and a full disclosure: big fan of uh, Christopher Ward and Mike France, who's been on the channel. I've got to have had a bit of a watch obsession. Uh, I just watched a video on this from Watch Gecko, but I, I, I'm obsessed with this Chrono uh, Chrono Master again. The Zenith, uh, oh. I won't call it the Zenith Daytona. It's a bit naughty to call it that. Yeah, don't do that. But don't do that. I did realise this, Chris, but yeah. did you know that the chronograph function on this is not 60 seconds it's a 10 second it's 10 second revolution so you oh. see it's got 10 at the top that is yes. a 10 second so it goes once round in 10 seconds it i will just watched Um, watch gecko and then uh you know tim timo tim masso and okay. a few others really delve into the movement on this and i'm mm-hmm. i'm i'm blown away by it um honestly i i think ten thousand dollars it's definitely i mean it's certainly just laid out for that rolex so it'll be some time before i uh, consider <laughs> buying it but that was right. that was my watch obsession and real big fan of that once i started really looking into it the chronomaster it looks like a an incredible chronograph
1: yeah I, I really like uh what zenith has done in the last you know a couple of years i've seen a couple there a couple of their things um in person in hand and I mean, it's just the the quality is amazing. And I feel like it it is the, if you're into watches and, you know, Sam, we, Sam, I was thinking about this the other day, like we had a good conversation on Facebook that was just basically like, no, no, like no one's going to notice, you know, like I like dear new watch people, no one's going to point this out. And so much like our tutor conversation i i feel like zenith is is definitely one of those brands that's the like watch watch cool cool watch nerd watch geek kind of like if i saw you know yeah okay you are gonna like yeah you have a rolex okay cool but like if you see zenith you're like oh did someone pick that out for you or did you pick that out and like and then you're like oh yeah you know what's going on <laughs> so
0: yeah I, I i'm i'm amazed by what they've what they've done with that Corona Master. Uh, reading more about it which makes me think that i should read more about move get back into the understanding more about the movements because mm-hmm. i know certainly uh so many watches com- you know coming in for review and stuff like that i don't nearly need to go back to my roots of why i love mechanical watches in the first right. place but Anyway, let's. Um, we've got one story to follow on after this, and it's not a very happy one for me, but. Uh, and it's a bit of a joke one anyway. But before we do that, Chris, should we do. Uh, we're going the other way around. Normally we do hit and miss at the start, but let's. Should we do another thrilling episode of a hit thrilling. or miss? Hit or miss, okay. Hit or, hit or miss. Uh-huh. On hit or miss, is we like to poke fun, fun at Hodinki and we still might do, but I wanted to get your view on their new collaboration with Unimatic. Now, Unimatic are Italian brand, very utilitarian watches. They previously used to use NH35 movements, which always put me off them a little bit, not Mm. because I don't think the NH35A is a fantastic movement, because it absolutely is. They were charging on the upper end of what you would you would pay right. for an N- nh35a what they were right. charging like seiko prices for an nh35a but they have bought this new collaboration out with Hodinky and they're using solita movements so chris i know you've had a look at these what do
1: you think of them i i want to say with unimatic so they are a bit of a I, i'd almost call them a fashion brand i mean i i don't know or you know, I'll reserve judgment. I don't know enough about the brand and sort of their history. I I feel like it's very design focused, which is okay. That's, a, you know, that's okay. It's a watch. You can be design focused. Um, but in that fashion sort of style, um, of a brand. It, it, it's it's just where my mind goes. It's where I sort of put them in that bucket. If I have that wrong, please go down in the comments and tell me I have that wrong. Wow, there you go. It's cool. Hey, we're out in the desert. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. You, you had me at rally racing. Um, So that's kind of my first take. Now, I knew a, a long time ago they had like Swiss movements in them and then they changed over to NH35. Um, There was one modder who kind of I remember a video back in the day kind of gave them some guff cuz it's basically just like a simple plastic ring inside and it it wasn't the same sort of quality stuff that you'd get with Swiss. I know they've been stepping it up, so I feel like this is their stepping it up with with hadinki and and with you know going into Salida movements and and that sort of thing. Um I really like the look of the GMT that you pulled up right there that's such a that's such a cool looking watch um i like the design it for the you know for the aspect so the price is a a little high but you know it's a dinky so you know you can find them on ebay later right (laughs) sorry sorry i can't resist no um i say yeah it's a hit i'll give it a hit A reserved judgment hit.
0: (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to... Yeah, I'm again going to reserve judgment on this. I think that they've got Salita movements in them now. So that makes them in price competitive, I think. The GMT that we just talked about, I think, is my favorite. Of course, they were limited edition. So it's a mute point. They sold out straight away. A Um, Swiss-made
1: tool watch that has a Salita in it. You know, and I'm thinking of Zinn as a standard... Issue like as a as a as a marker here, that's that's in the twelve hundred dollar range. It's perfect. So the the pricing is pretty good.
0: Yeah, exactly. So then we might as well finish up here with, and this isn't really a news story, I guess. I wish it wasn't news, but we've just been watching my wife and I've been watching the Euro Cup finals, and England just lost out to Italy uh, in, in, on penalties. Boo. But anyway, I think. What was? I just had to mention this because this everyone was watching this ginormous Hublot countdown timer, and they've done a, a limited edition, a thousand pieces. And Gareth South, Southgate, who was the you know the the um, manager of the England team, had one of these. Smart Hublo smart watches on, so I just thought it was worth a mention, even though it's quite a sad day. They did. I've never seen England get to a major final. I mean, that of anything, the World Cup or the Euros or anything. So big props to them for actually getting to the mm. the finals. They were beaten by Italy. Uh, I don't know, Chris. What do you? I guess I should get your view on what you think of this smart this Hublo smart. Yeah, I'm, I.
1: I mean, I'm kind of curious to the. I'm kind of curious about the sales numbers or something like this. You know, like what what is this? What is this doing compared to some of their other watches? You know, you you see you see it, and they'll have you know folks, you know, celebrities, soccer, football players, you know, wearing it on their wrists. But I'm curious to, I'd be real curious to know what the sales numbers of these are. But um, you know, yeah, it's,
0: it's always. Uh, I know there's a couple of the grey market dealers, Nico and the um, Roman over at the grey market. They always have a little bit of a joke about Hublot. I just. I guess my view on it is there's never been one that I couldn't that I just loved the, the look of it. I mean, I know certain people love it. I I've, I it's just never a brand that I've ever seriously looked at. I mean, I've this big bang. You know, I'm not I'm not really feeling it to be honest. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing that and you've got to have a bit of cash to lay down even at the entry level ones. So it's just never a brand that I've really. But I know that they they've been tied in with with football for a long Mm -hmm. time. I know Manchester United for, I don't know if they still do it, but for a long time, Hublot was like their watch partner or certainly the players had a lot of Hublot on. But yeah, uh, so I just thought I'd mention it. Uh, Congratulations (laughs) to anyone in Italy that is watching you guys. uh, You guys beat us fair and square in the (laughs) Euros, but uh, there you go. Well, I think that's all that we've got today. Next week, I know we've had a, a couple of weeks where... We've uh, on the new show where we've done a bit of drama. Hopefully you enjoyed the Tudor one we had. If you've not watched that, check that out. We had Justin, who's a Rolex AD, giving his opinion on Tudor. Fascinating. We covered, Chris and I covered uh, most of the models of Tudor, what we think of them. Uh, Check me out on SoCal Watch Reviews. I did a collaboration with them and they will be coming on our show shortly as well. Great. Yep. As always, guys, we really appreciate you watching and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.